This is Good Together, the podcast that inspires you to create change in the world every day. Keep listening for actionable tips and tricks to incorporate eco-friendly practices into your daily life. We've been featured by Apple as the number one podcast for conscious consumers, and we can't wait to welcome you into our community of change makers. I'm your co-host, Laura Alexander-Wittig, co-founder of Brightly.eco, the new platform for conscious consumers. We believe in supporting all creatures, great and small, and our team of experts shows you how to consume and shop responsibly by recommending world-changing products, brands, and more. To read show notes from Good Together and to browse all of the world-changing goodness that we feature, head to brightly.eco slash podcast. Also, to help us spread the word about the podcast, tap on this episode and share Good Together with your friends and family. A simple text message helps us grow and create change around the world. episode is brought to you by Diamond Nexus. They say that diamonds are a girl's best friend, but are they really the planets? As jewelry lovers ourselves, Lisa and I are excited to recommend a sparkly and ethical option. Diamond Nexus creates gorgeous, lab-created diamond simulates that cost up to 80% less than mine diamonds, so you can wear a guilt-free statement piece the next time you're out on the town. Good Together listeners can get an additional 5% off ethically made lab-created diamond simulants with code GOOD5 at diamondnexus.com slash goodtogether. We're all facing more time at home than we ever thought possible a few weeks ago. As a matter of fact, I bet you're listening to this episode from home right now. Regardless of any new hobbies you might have picked up, I've heard we've got a lot more bakers and DIY enthusiasts to call up now. The common thread that we're all facing together is, we're stuck at home. What is the best way to craft a space that is good for you, both mentally and physically, especially as you find yourself spending more time in your home? In today's episode, Lisa and I chat with Phoebe Yu and Kat Day, co-founders of Etitude, about how to stay cozy and clean at home. We uncover tidbits about why it matters to use clean textiles while you sleep, how textile innovation is actively saving resources on the planet, and more. By the way, if you're wondering how you can give back in this time of need, we've got tips for you, which we're actively sharing on the Brightly platform and across our social channels. And if you're looking to join the conversation with us, Lisa and I just launched a new initiative to support our community. We're doing virtual coffee chats every Wednesday at 12 p.m. noon Pacific, where we come together to brainstorm creative ways to help others around the world. Bring a cup of coffee or your lunch and join us. To sign up, visit brightly.eco coffee. If you've listened to Good Together before, you know that we like to take questions from you about all things ethical and sustainable living. You can record a question for us by going to brightly.eco podcast. 
Today's episode features a question from Samantha Diaz, who asked us about bamboo. We thought it would be interesting to include her question in the context of the larger conversation with the Attitude Founders. Here's her question. Hey guys, so my question is about bamboo as a sustainable material. I have seen things like sheets, tops, pants that are made of bamboo. And from what I understand, it's something uh, like an alternative to cotton. But how durable is it actually? Um, is it something that will hold up for multiple washes? Is it something that will hold up for dyes, etc.? So just wanted to know how durable is bamboo as a material? So this question from Samantha is really interesting. It's one that we get asked frequently on Brightly when people want to find new sheets that are created ethically and sustainably. So Kat and Phoebe have already talked about the durability of bamboo in the context of the rest of this podcast, but the one thing I wanted to jump in here to share is that the durability of a given fabric really comes down to, of course, A, the type of the fiber that you're using, but B, the way the fiber is woven and really manufactured. So, um, you know, it completely depends. So not every type of bamboo sheet is you know, created equally, if you will. Um, it completely depends. One thing that I would say is see if you can get a sample of the sheet beforehand. Um, if you write into some of these companies, they will let you try out um, a sample beforehand, or you can even purchase a pillowcase or something like that if you're going to really think about making an investment into uh, having more, you know, per perhaps more expensive sheets, but ones are going to last you longer. Um, it's good to understand whether or not you even like the feel of the sheets as well. But yeah, when we think about durability, double check the way that the fibers are manufactured and the way that they sort of appear and feel on your, on your skin. All right. Thanks, Samantha. Okay. Um, Kat and Phoebe, welcome to Good Together. Thank you. Thanks so much for having us. Super excited to have them, right? Uh, but I, I wanted to say in the very beginning, both me and Laura are huge fans of Etitude, and it's the first episode, uh, interview episode where both uh, Laura and I are interviewing uh, guests, so I'm very excited about this new format. Yeah, uh, thrilled um, to have, have you both on the podcast today. So I wonder if you guys could give us a little bit of an intro into who you are um, and a little bit more about your company. Great. Um, here is Phoebe. Um, Attitude stands for Eco Attitude. Uh, it is a sustainable bedding and lifestyle brand. We make the world's softest sheets, comforters, sleepwear, and bath products made out of 100% organic bamboo. Um, I started Attitude uh, a couple of years ago in Australia, actually, uh, after um, decades of experience in textile supply chains, supplying large companies. Um, I realized all they care about was just getting the lowest, cheapest price and had not really thinking about the impact on the environment. And when I moved to Australia from China, I got a re-education um, on the environment impact of the textile industry. Back in China, I didn't know. Uh, in early 2000, nobody was talking about climate change or in environment issues. Um, but Australia is really advanced in that, educate people a lot about the impact. Um, so textile is the second most polluting industry in the world. Uh, so once I know that, I, I couldn't ignore it and I wanted to, to do something about it. Um, so I know there was a lot of innovation in textile for fashion, uh, but there's not much going on in bedding. Um, so I wanted to find sustainable solutions that could be better than 
the conventional options for, for home and lifestyle. That's how I start Attitude. That's awesome. Um, I, I think the textile industry is something that we get a lot of questions about um, from the Brightly.eco community, um, just because there's so much information out there, whether it's misinformation or real, etc. And so I love that you kind of had this moment of of um, reckoning where you thought, what you know, what is my impact? How am I gonna How am I gonna change the world? Um, and Kat, I wondered if you could tell us a little bit about your um, how you got started with the company. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I've always been very passionate about health and wellness. And, um, you know, I spent my career for the last, I would say, eight years in that space, thinking about how to improve people's uh, health and wellness in general and lifestyle and, and um, thinking about that part is so intertwined with our impact on the environment as well. Um, because there is this more of an understanding now with consumers that we should be using less harmful chemicals, we should be using more natural products that have less of an impact on our health, but also less of a negative impact on our environment. Um, so I actually discovered Attitude online um, back in early 2018, um, after I had sold my first company and was looking for kind of the next big thing that could really be an amazing mission driven company that could have a huge impact on a big industry. And I fell in love with the product. Um, Phoebe and I met on AngelList and after she sent me an attitude sample, I literally fell in love. I had the best sleep of my life and was like, wow, this feels so different versus anything else I've ever slept on. My husband was ecstatic about it as well, which is really funny. He doesn't get like emotional about anything usually. And he's like, Kat, you have to, you know, learn more about this, see what the opportunity here is. And, um, I joined in early 2018 um, to help the company scale uh, in the U.S. and globally. And since then, we've um, we've really been focusing a lot on uh, growth here in the U.S. and just educating consumers about the impacts they're having. That's great. And I think it's super important uh, sign when the husband approves. That really means the quality. <laughs> That's <there>. right. <laughs> because, you know, we get excited uh, about uh, like sustainable, eco-friendly products. But when the husband says yes, I, and especially when they have said, then, then we know we're onto something. Um, so in the next question, let's uh, kind of move um move and start talking more about you know the eco-friendly materials and organics in in general because you guys are definitely experts in this area um so our community is wondering why it is so important to think about sleeping on eco-friendly materials especially sleeping and in general how uh, why it's important in our homes uh to have organic products and as, as you guys know we all know like people we're uh, as consumers we are very very educated about organic foods but now we're just starting to get um to start start thinking about organic and eco-friendly materials in anything else that surrounds us yeah, absolutely. So we've definitely seen that uh, shift starting uh, where people are very conscious about their food that they're putting inside their body. But now they're getting a lot more conscious about everything that is uh, kind of on top of their skin. And um, that touches both um, cosmetics as well as textiles. And skin is our largest organ. So we actually absorb a lot of the chemicals or, you know, external um, particles through our skin. So sleeping, you know, you're sleeping a third of your life in bed. So you want to make sure that, um, whatever is touching your skin 
during that, you know, seven to eight hours a night is actually not harmful for you. Um, so I think consumers are becoming a lot more aware of this. And there has been a trend for more natural products um, and more organic products. Uh, so there is, you know, kind of a trend towards organic cotton because people didn't think there were other alternatives. Um, but unfortunately, organic cotton is not really a scalable solution. And we can talk more about kind of organic cotton and how, uh, what impact it has on the planet overall. Yeah, that would be great. So like my kind of follow up question was exactly about organic cotton, which again, people uh, always ask themselves, like, why should I care? Why should I buy organic cotton? And as you mentioned, first of all, you know, chemicals, all organic stuff, it means that it has been um, uh, has been um, grown without any chemicals, right? So which is super important, uh, not just for our environment, but for our bodies. And then second very important part is that organic cotton uses much less water, which is again, um, um, you know, we as consumers, uh, we need to find other ways to, um, to basically cut down our water consumption, right? But yes, this is very interesting and something I didn't know. Um, so why um, you're saying that uh, organic cotton we can't produce enough of it uh, for the seven billion people that now inhabit the earth yeah so unfortunately organic cotton although it is you know it does have that benefit that it doesn't use pesticides mm -hmm. and fertilizers like you mentioned um unfortunately be because uh you're not using those things the yield is lower so you end up using more water and you end up using more land to grow the same amount of cotton and so for the 7 billion people that are on the planet, um, it's just not sustainable. We don't have enough land and we probably don't have enough water to even grow that. And it's also too expensive. Um, so that's that's the main reason. Yeah, one of the things I think is interesting, too, is I think organic cotton was the sort of the first um, material that consumers were aware of as being more eco-friendly or more, you know, sustainable. And I think it was just because it had, you know, that word organic attached to it. But one of the things I think is really exciting um, is the um, emergence of new materials being created out of new, um, you know, no, well, not new plants, old plants. Um, and I actually kind of want to segue into talking a little bit about bamboo, because I know your company uses bamboo in your products. And, you know, I actually was doing a little bit of research um, as we were prepping for this podcast. And I found this article that was talking about how bamboo actually um, is it's such a hardy plant. Um, it actually was one of the only um only uh, plants to actually survive close to, um, you know, various natural disasters um, due to fires and things. It's super hardy um, and it's it's just really a super plant. So I wonder if you guys could tell us a little bit more about like why bamboo is awesome, why you use it um, and how you really think that um, it's it's the future. Yeah, definitely. Um, bamboo um, is just a natural wonder This we call it the super plants. Um, it, it probably the world's most sustainable plant. Uh, it grow it can grow up to three feet a day, and it has no no known pest, pesticides. I mean, this, it doesn't require any chemical like pesticides or fertilizer to grow. It just can purely rely on rainwater. Uh, so it uses a lot per acre uh, than any other like than cotton and trees, um, and also only require a third of water than cotton to grow. And when you harvest bamboo, it doesn't require cutting its roots. So you just cut the trunk and it will regrow from the same root. 
Uh, so it keeps growing without any damage to the soil. There's a lot of um, government, including government in Africa, actually now use bam to grow bamboo um, as a way to restore the land uh, in, in those land where the forest has been destroyed or river bands when there's maybe flood and destroy, destroyed river band, the bamboo is easy and quick to grow. The roots will hold the soil together and put the nutrition back to the land instead of deployed in there. Like if you, the land, once you grow cotton, it took so much from the land, it's, it's hard to grow any other crops. Basically, it's just a wasted land after. I love this approach. I love this approach, you know, kind of observing what people are already doing, um, you know, not just in the US, Australia, like all over the world, because there is some kind of century old techniques that people have been using to grow and to make their crops and soil more productive but then you know you're observing what people are already doing just like to grow crops right and then you kind of use this knowledge to uh to uh, add into your supply chain almost so that's very interesting for me and i think it, in many cases this is the way to go and this is kind of it's innovation but it's something people have been doing already you know yeah, it kind of reminds me of um, quinoa. I mean, it's sort of related, not really related, but how, you know, a few years ago, quinoa became this new hot superfood, um, you know, health food. And of course, you know, the native people had been using quinoa um, for, for, you know, thousands of years, probably, <laughs> before we, we, we stumbled upon it. So yeah, I think that the sort of renaissance of returning back to um, plants that we've relied on forever is, is really, really encouraging. Um, and so, you know, we, Lisa and I are both like major textile nerds. Um, I don't know how many textile nerds we have in the listening audience. Um, but I think, you know, I personally, when I go to shop for clothing or sheets or really anything um, that's, you know, fabric based, I'm huge about the way it feels like so much so that now I was going back through my closet um, and kind of hunting for some items to put on Poshmark because I'm trying to kind of clean out my closet right now. And anything that wasn't made of a very um, sustainable type material, mostly softness is what I was trying to pick for. I mean, I couldn't, if it wasn't doing that, I was not, I was not a fan. So I wonder if you guys can talk a little bit about like how bamboo, um, you know, appears in your, um, you know, in your product and like a little bit more about the textile innovation that you're seeing. Cool, definitely. So, um, so we call our fabric clean bamboo. Uh, it is our proprietary fabric that I spend five years developing with a handful of innovative, innovative factories. We, first, we use the world's most sustainable plant, organic bamboo, as the raw input. And then we apply uh, a patented clean closed-loop closed lifestyle production technology that we don't use any harmful chemical uh, to dissolve the bamboo to extract fiber. And in the, uh, in the production, we also recycle water 200 times. So there's no harmful chemical leaking out uh, to the waterways, um, like turning bamboo into fabric, the technology ex actually existing um, for 20 years, but the older generation is more the rayon viscose um, technology. They still use harsh chemical to extract bamboo fiber out of it, and they don't recycle water, although they, they don't recycle their resolution. So it's even the raw input is bamboo is sustainable, but the production is not. So our new technology fix that part. Um, so it's super clean and also save the water and save the energy during the whole process. Um, and the final product, the raw, uh, the final raw fiber is also super fine. And then 
then that you can weave that into a yarn that is long and strong uh, and smooth. Uh, we actually have that uh, pro uh, samples in our pop-up store in Nebuchadnezzar so our customer can actually see how the raw bamboo fiber and the yarn it, it, it is like and what, what is you know turn what is the thing turning into into the final fabric uh, so starting from that really really good uh, yarn then you, we weave that into different fabrics so into our sheets into our sleepwear and, and bath products so it's all starting where that raw fiber the, the production has to be clean yeah, and Phoebe, something that you're touching on that it's kind of jogging a question for me is, you know, I think oftentimes um, a question or maybe even a, just a, a, th a jumping off point, really, oftentimes people think about recycling or reuse. Um, you know, we, we see so much happening right now in terms of using um, recycled plastic and weaving that back into like athletic fabrics, et cetera, et cetera. But I think a lot of times consumers aren't aware of how um, damaging the actual fabric creation processes to the environment. So of course, like we, we ha you have to take into account the generation of the um, plant being used for the fibers. But then when you think about the kit, the processing, it can actually be really, really damaging. So I love that you guys have developed a system that takes into account the wastewater and the chemicals used because, yeah, I think it's something that um, is... Is, is a little bit misunderstood by consumers and one that I know um, that people will be really interested in knowing more about. I mean, Lisa, did you know a lot about that previously? Um, so I only knew about uh, a little bit of that and mostly about denim and uh, production because uh, we did a screening in San Francisco a couple of years ago of the documentary River Blue. I think, uh, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, I believe denim production, our favorite jeans, pair of jeans, right? It's the most water-consuming uh, textile. Um, so that that was the only time, the first time when I ever kind of became aware of this. Um, but on... Um, yeah, on a more positive note, I kind of wanted, uh, I know it's a podcast, but uh, if you guys, can you describe how it feels to sleep on the on the sheets? I mean, me and Laura, of course, we already said it's super soft, but what are other qualities that the consumers are experiencing when, you know, uh, touching the bamboo sheets that you guys are offering? So great question, uh, as I'm the, the one that was sold the most on Attitude Sheets. Uh, so... Yes, it is very soft and uh, it's often compared to silk, which is why we named it vegan silk, um, as it's the easiest way to convey on the internet exactly how it feels like. So it's very silky smooth, um, it's very soft, but then the other properties it has is that it's thermoregulating, which is a fancy word to say that it keeps you comfortable at the right temperature for sleep uh, because there are these natural gaps in the, in the weave in the, in the actual fabric that allows air to pass between your body and outside of the fabric very uh, easily, which means that you feel a lot more comfortable. Um, it's also moisture wicking, which means that you're not going to be sweating at night. Um, so people who experience night sweats or generally run hot, uh, they feel very, very comfortable in this fabric. Um, they're not waking up in a pool of sweat like you normally would in you know conventional cotton or even organic cotton. Uh, or other materials. So that's a huge benefit to people who you know, generally have that problem. Um, and then the other very important part is that it's hypoallergenic. Um, and for people with sensitive skin, they don't have those sensitivities that they normally have with other fabrics. So we do hear 
from people with conditions like eczema or you know other sensitivities due to other um, conditions. Uh, for instance, people with cancer have extremely sensitive skin, uh, or people on the autism spectrum have very sensitive skin, or babies. Uh, yes, babies it, and children, right? <laughs> babies and children. Um, so this is the only fabric they can literally sleep on. And we hear this from customers all the time. Hey, Laura. I was talking to your mom the other day, and she mentioned your birthday was coming up. She's thinking about getting you a piece of jewelry, but she knows it's hard to find something that looks great and is ethically made. And I was like, haven't you been listening to our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I know how she feels. It's honestly been a challenge for me to reconcile my love of diamonds with the fact that they're not always from sustainable sources. So I was really excited when we started partnering with the creators of a new way to wear gorgeous jewelry without the guilt. Diamond Nexus is the creator of the Nexus Diamond Alternative, a sparkly ethical option that costs up to 80% less than mine diamonds. That's amazing. I'm sure your mom will be glad to give you a gift that is kind to the planet and to her wallet. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're looking for an affordable, ethical piece of jewelry, we've got you covered. Good Together listeners can get an additional 5% off their purchase, even the pieces on sale, with code GOOD5 at diamondnexus.com slash goodtogether. The Brightly team is usually based in the beautiful Bay Area, but when we found out that we got into the Yellow Accelerator program, thanks for believing in us, Snapchat. We are on the hunt for a new place to live for a few months in sunny L.A. If there's one thing we love to do on Good Together, it's researching ethical and sustainable options, and Lisa and I were excited to learn more about and partner up with Zeus Living. Zeus provides beautiful homes for 30-day stays or more in the best locations, including L.A., San Francisco, Seattle, D.C., New York, Boston, and more. Plus, they stock every unit with toiletries from one of our favorite brightly recommended brands, Public Goods. Zeus also works with local artisans to furnish their units when possible, and honestly, staying in an Instagrammable space that takes care of everything for us couldn't have come at a better time as we work to scale up brightly. Hassle-free setup, ethical amenities, and a mission to change the way you stay long-term around the United States makes Zeus a fabulous partner for us at Good Together. To learn more, visit ZeusLiving.com. Yeah, I think the concept of your taking your health, um, you know, and, and applying it to what you're sleeping on is really interesting and not really something I had thought about previously. Um, like I said, I personally feel a little bit sensitive to, to different fabrics, but I always thought it was just me being picky. Um, so I think, you know, the fact that, um, you know, choosing to sleep on a more sustainable material can, of course, have awesome impacts for the environment, but it can also have great impacts for your health. And I think obviously right now we're seeing a huge movement in the sort of like hashtag self-care movement. Um, <laughs> there's actually a whole, um, I, I subscribe to an email newsletter called Girls Night In. Uh, it's pretty popular and I'm sure you guys have heard of it, but I love that there's like this whole movement around wanting to um, celebrate uh, just, just relaxing and being cozy in your house. So I love that you guys are part of that movement. Absolutely. It's so important, uh, especially as, you know, busy women who, you know, everybody's busy, of course, but nowadays it's even harder to find time for yourself, uh, given there's, you know, an onslaught of information all the time, lots of uh, work to do. Uh, we also have, you know, personal lives to run. Some of us have families. It's just so hard to find that time to really um, 
slow down and um, give yourself the care that, that you need to recharge. And, and that's so important to have that balance. Yeah, and sleep is so important. Being cat, being a new parent, she absolutely no. <laughs> have enough sleep is so, so hard. Um, and and even yeah, for everyone, especially for women, we always say, ah, oh, get that eight hour beauty sleep, right? Uh, I I use um, the Aura Ring to track my sleep. So it's not and also the hours is also the quality of sleep. Uh, so like to have that uh, good temperature control. So you don't tossing a lot because you're running hot and then also give you more deep sleep. And that's super um, benefit for your brain. So the scientists have proved if you don't have enough sleep or you don't sleep uh, a, a whole night, it's basically your brain is like you're drunk. It's the same impact and be mm -hmm. dangerous if you're driving or, or do things. So it's basically brain down your brain uh, cognitive capacity if you always don't have enough sleep. Um, so actually, yeah, sleep more makes you smarter. And more beautiful. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, just the way that I noticed, uh, you know, I am a new parent. So, for me, it was so important to find that time to actually sleep. Um, and my tip for that is to go to bed as early as possible um, because there's so much less control in the morning about what you can do and what you cannot do. And then having great bedding, of course, helps because it just feels so good. You want to get into bed. Absolutely. <laughs> I love it. Step number one, great bedding. I love it. Well, Lisa and I were laughing because she and I are, we're a good pair because I'm the morning person and she is the evening person. And I'm definitely on team go to bed at ridiculously early times, <laughs> um, which like my friends make fun of me, but I'm, you know, once you get in that habit, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. But I think it also, I'll get there, there. you go. <laughs> Actually, if you do go to bed early, at least for me, and that it doesn't apply to everybody, everybody has a different, uh, uh, Cronus, like a time, but biological time. But for me, if I go to bed early, I can actually wake up completely naturally with sunlight and I don't even use an alarm anymore. Yeah, I don't use an alarm either. Well, like my husband going out, getting out of bed, that's an alarm enough. Um, let's talk about something I'm very excited about. Um, uh, so you guys are not only, you know, you produce everything sustainably, ethically, great for the environment, but you are also part of the 1% for the Planet Foundation, or network, should I say. Uh, so why is this important for Attitude? Yeah, but I think um, from our name, attitude stands for eco attitudes. So from day mm -hmm. one, why I started brand is everything we do, we sustainability is, is always in the core of this brand, and we, we are really losing time to fight climate change. So like we we really need to act quick. Um, so Pangoni and its founder um, is my role model. I always like really admire that what he had achieved that you developing better products using technologies and at the same time you be environmental and socially responsible and, and contribute back to the planet to the people so the one percent for the planet is also co-founded by him and we find that what they stand for perfectly aligns with attitude's core value as well so uh so uh, you guys what does it exactly mean so that our uh, listeners can, uh, can understand it better so that means uh, uh, one percent uh, of the sales from our bambulaisa bedding will be mm -hmm. go to the one percent for um, the Planet Foundation, uh, which will be distributed to uh, various charities. But or the the common 
causes or fighting climate change. Got it. That's awesome. And yeah, I think pretty much everyone in the like sustainability and the ethical space, Yvonne Schoenard, I don't know how to pronounce his name correctly, but everyone is his fan. Uh, and yeah, Patagonia is um, a brand we uh, mention quite often here. Uh, but you also support other causes, One Girl, CO2 neutral websites. Can you tell us a bit more about all the other causes uh, or maybe charities that you want to give a shout out to? Yeah, so so being this is a woman-owned um, uh, company, we're also very passionate about uh, women and girls' education. But and also interestingly, to to power women and girls' education is ranked number six by Project Drawdown, another nonprofit, uh, do research on how to um, you know fighting climate change by various things. It's it's actually ranked number six as a solution for climate change. Because when women and girls are educated. They understand the impact and they change they impact the, the whole family and if they have the means to have a better uh, economic finance situation that also help um, the whole society and the, the environment um, so that's why we also supporting that um, and the co2 neutral website is the, so on every little things we, we can make a positive impact we do that so even being an online retail uh, we don't have much storefronts use a lot of um, energy but um, the website, uh, they are service, so that is more like they offset uh, 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 the the CO two um, emission of um, the servers that uh, powered our website. That's awesome! Like that, that's literally every piece of the puzzle. <laughs> you guys have thought of it all, so that that's amazing. And I think, you know, you know, the brands that we feature on the Brightly platform, um, the ones that we like to, you know, support as consumers, almost every single one of them, um, if they're if they're choosing to make things ethically and sustainably have, um, you know, partner causes that they give back to. So we appreciate you guys doing that. Um, because, you know, obviously, it's it's totally optional. Um, and, but we really appreciate you doing that. Um, so we're actually we're gonna um, kind of uh, wrap everything up now. We're, we're gonna try out three new questions that we'd like to ask every guest. Um, so uh, so our listeners can learn even more. Um, so the first question I wanted to ask you guys um, was, what is one um, positive or actionable tip people can take um, based off of what we talked about today around sustainable textiles? Like what's one thing that people can do? I would say the number one thing is to buy less. Uh, that's always kind of the, the number one sustainability tip. Uh, try to reuse what you already have, um, you know, find ways to be more creative about consuming less in general. So that's number one. But of course, you know, there are times when you do need to uh, upgrade or, you know, buy new things, whether you're moving or, you know, you just need a, a product. Uh, in that case, do a lot of research. You know, there's so much information out there nowadays. Uh, some of it can be confusing, so it does take you know a little bit of time to dig through it. Um, but that information is available, so do do the research and and buy the products that have the least impact on the environment. That's awesome. Um, another question I have for you guys is, um, and this can be really anything, so it doesn't have to be related to. Um, you know, uh, textiles or anything like that. But I was wondering, um, and maybe maybe Phoebe, you can take this one. Um, so what is a question that you have right now when it comes to living more ethically and sustainably? Like, is there something that you feel like um, you'd like to research more and you just haven't had a chance to? Um, I think the packaging. So like when 
products like they come with all those packages it's, it's convenient so even us we, we try to research better packaging material for our own products but i just wish there are more entrepreneurs come up better solutions because people will buy so much things online it's convenient but then there's also impact on that first the, the shipping there are transportation uh, cost energy and, and petrol uh, and and the packagings so i i do personally hate when what I buy online come up, show up with huge boxes or just un, un, um, un, not environment packaging. So I, I wish that the question is I would research more is what, what are the more less impact, but still beautiful and functional packaging material out there. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, this is something we kind of touched upon in the previous episodes. Of course, you know, um, people, our listeners know that I'm the founder of Globin. So we're in the subscription box industry. So packaging is something, you know, uh, it's kind of uh, the necessary evil almost, right? But uh, this is something I also constantly think about. Uh, and um, I think maybe I've mentioned in the previous episode, uh, we love giving a shout out to Pact, uh, the organic cotton brand, you know, for just your basics. Um, you know, something that I've experienced with them is that they uh, they use, uh, I think, a service called Cleverly uh, to kind of help you offset or like it's, it gives you like a more green shipping options, which I, again, I didn't research it well enough uh, to know exactly what's happening there. But, you know, there's more and more services. There is more and more sustainable, uh, sustainable packaging options coming out. And some of them are actually quite quite affordable uh, and can be even more affordable than traditional ones, which is exciting. Um, and But yeah, we always want to tell uh, let our listeners know that, you know, all the brands who sell online, you know, uh, we have to sell online, we have to ship products to you, but we do care and we, do, uh, we are thinking about um, this aspect of our business for sure. Uh, another question, since we've t briefly talked about brands, I'm curious if you guys want to uh, give a shout out to maybe some other ethical sustainable brands that uh, you love, you've recently discovered and you could recommend to our customers. Sorry, not customers, listeners. <laughs> I recently bought a Ruthie's shoes, the recycled polyester shoes. Yeah, they're really comfortable and I also like their packaging, quite minimal and they use recycled um, um, boxes. So, um, and if it's very kind of caught, not too much space, um, so I'm wearing it right now and enjoy it. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Rothy's, right? Yes, Rothy's. Rothy's. Mm -hmm. What brand you're enjoying recently? Uh, I've recently gotten into organic cotton tampons. <laughs> Ooh, nice. And also, you know, trying to use not the plastic ones. Um, basically, no no plastic applicators. And, yeah. Um, same thing for panty liners. It's so unfortunate that they're all, you know, usually the conventional brands um, always wrap them in plastic for no reason. Yeah. So yep. there are mm -hmm. alternative brands that don't do that. So um, I've been enjoying that. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, what it's, are the I've been doing the, the same brands? thing. Oh, the, the brands. Yeah, that's a good good point. What's the name of the brand? Yeah. Uh, one second. I have to look it up on Amazon. There's like Lola. Yeah. There's a few. There's a few out there. Um, you know, with with these products, I always and I think it's always kind of point of re resistance to consumers is like you have this hesitation, and like with any ethical product, especially like maybe a decade before they always have this quality uh hesitations like will it be as you know comfortable and easy and nice as you know the regular traditional conventional option so um i think you know us talking about that uh, can help people you know can 
give them a slight push and like you know here i tried it it actually it's comfortable it's nice you can try it too at least this is how i, I haven't tried these products for this exact reason so i want to so yeah i found the name of the brand it's Notre Care. And mm -hmm. I liked it so much. I'm actually going to gift it for uh, for holidays to my mom and my sister because I want them to switch from what they're. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I use that brand too. So yeah, I can vouch for that. Yes. That's great. Well. Thank you so much um, for, for joining us today. Um, I know Lisa and I are just like, like I said, we, we love um, your products and we love to, we love to feature, um, you know, innovations in sustainability and ethical producing. Um, so really appreciate um, you guys taking the time, Phoebe and Kat. Thank you. Thank you. We enjoyed being here. Yeah. Thank you guys. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Good Together. As always, you can get show notes and explore lots more content related to all things eco-friendly living by checking out brightly.eco slash podcast. And don't forget to join in on the conversation that's happening on our Facebook group. Simply search Good Together Ethical Shopping and it'll come up. You can also leave us a question through voicemail. The link is on brightly.eco slash podcast. If you're into social media, give us a follow on Instagram, Facebook, and all of the channels. Our username is brightly.eco. Finally, we want to leave you with a reminder. Every day is a chance for you to create change, and you're already covered for today since you joined us here on the podcast. Stay kind and live brightly.